Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast, episode 407. It's our Christmas episode. That's right. Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas. Santa Claus Looking over good. Here. Yeah. Looking good. Right? I don't think I can wear this thing the whole uh, the whole episode, so let me, let me change it already. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> Why not, man? I think uh, it looks pretty good on you. Because I'll be sweating to yeah, death true, over that's here. True, that's true. But anyway, we got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, you would think it was a slow news week if we There's kick never really it off. A shortage of golf. News. There's never there's is always weird things going on. Yeah. out there, right? There always is. So there's no there's no PGA Tour tournament this week. And and when we kick it off with our first topic here, which the internet was was all talking about, Brooks Kepka running out of I, gas yeah. in his Rolls Royce. It's great when you when you see that you think it must be a slow news week, but it's actually not. We've got a lot to talk about. Well, we're gonna, here, here's he the picture is. right here of Kepka, and and I what I like the most is not even just the picture, but was reading through some of the comments and just people speculating what it must have been like. They're just driving down the road, and there's Brooks Kepka walking, like huffing it huffing with it. a with a can, yep, and try to get gas to fill up the rolls. A what is a quarter million dollar car minimum? I think that's a half a million dollar half a million car. dollar yeah. car. But it's you know what that is? That's like quintessential Brooks. Like he was below the E, and he's just like whatever. I'll make it. You know, like <laughs> I'll make it. Whatever. I'll make it. Yeah. And if I don't, whatever. Like that's his you know mentality. I think with his golf game and everything else if i win whatever you know so typical brooks it was funny to see gave us a good laugh he's got jenna cursing him out for yeah. running out of gas <laughs> and then he's like <laughs> Dude, i'm guilty at all the time i'm always riding below the e by the way someone oh, said that he was bl- probably blaming uh bryson for siphoning it out yeah i saw that uh, that was a good comment i saw that i but- saw bryson uh Bryson would have calculated the exact mileage it would have ran out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of course. So you'd think it was a slow news week, but it's actually a lot to talk about. In fact, Mike, later in the show, we're going to talk about the uh, golf.com came out with their top 100 golf course rankings for 20. I might have a little bone to pick with it, too. I know. There's some in there that I'm, I'm not happy I'm scratching with. scratching my head. But we'll get to it. But we will. And we'll, we'll talk about some of our own favorites, some of the ones that we've played. Uh, and by the way, guys, if you're if you're listening to this, if you're not already subscribed to the brand new channel that we've got on YouTube, make sure you give that a quick subscribe. Um, we're going to obviously we've been doing a lot more with the podcast. We got this new format. We're doing longer. We're trying to to really kind of hit on a lot of the stuff that you guys asked us for. Plus, we're having a little bit more fun with some new segments. So uh, you're not going to want to miss the the visual. Of course, as always, you can listen to us on all the podcast platforms. So make sure you're subscribed to us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, but check out the golf podcast, new brand new YouTube channel. We're going to be doing some big things there uh, in 2022 and beyond. So that's your quick uh, reminder to go hit that subscribe button. There's nothing like starting a fresh new YouTube channel, right? Uh, it's Yeah. It's always yeah. an uphill climb. It's always an uphill climb. It's it's tough to take a uh, podcast that was on our big channel and then move it to one with starting from that goose egg zero subscribers again. Yeah. But I like it. I like it because this way we can kind of, we can stay more organized. Because yeah. we're, we're really ramping up the content we mm-hmm. put out there and I think it was starting to get a little confusing throwing so many different things on the main channel. So, But that's just one spot. As you guys know, you can get the podcast uh, both audio and also on, on Facebook. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about. So for one thing, obviously, is is the big news. And I think everyone, you, I, and, and even Zach over there who is new. I want to even get Zach's take on this in a second mm-hmm. because here's a guy who came to us, uh, had no interest in golf. So None. the reason I say that is because I feel like the the world's eyes were on the PNC Championship because of of Tiger, and I think Tiger. It's not just Tiger at this point; it's Tiger and his son Charlie. They're just they're just 
you know, electric. You just want to watch them. Glued to the TV. Glued. Glued. It was. And it was because, A, Tiger was back in a competitive, you know, environment. We all wanted to see how he would hold up. Yeah, that's right? all we wanted to see. We were going into it. You know, everyone was like, you know, I just want to see him have fun with his kid. Yeah, that's all great and good. But, like, deep down, like, we wanted to see, can Tiger compete? Does he have it in him? Is he going to be hitting yeah. his wedge shots short? Is he going to be pulling those balls back on a string? What's his putting going to be like? And you know what? He held up pretty darn good, man. It, what's Ball speed, 174. Amazing. I would have been happy with Tiger coming out of that just finishing the tournament and not having to withdraw. His limping on day one at the end was scary a little. It was like, uh oh, he's never going to make tomorrow. And you could see he started to run out of steam at the very end Mm -hmm. uh, on on Sunday. But meanwhile, they birdied eight out of nine holes on the back nine. Uh, So they were on fire. But you think about this. John Daly and John Daly Jr. are are two incredible golfers, right? Um, and, and John Daly Jr. can really hold his own. Obviously, we'll talk more about him in a second. He, you know, he's playing at Arkansas. He's, 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 he's definitely headed for the PGA Tour. And here's Tiger, whose first time back from a, from a major, major injury. Yeah. And his 11-year-old son gave those guys a run for their money. Finish in second place. What's so incredible is he's such a competitor. They still managed on Sunday. We were, we were talking about ways he could have come out of there with the win. I know. I just I, he was knocking blowing. on the door almost to win, and it really came down to it. I mean, if you guys missed it, um, I think Tiger and Charlie finished at twenty five under, and JD and Little JD were uh, twenty six under going into that last hole. Tiger missed the birdie. They both missed the birdie. They would have went to twenty six under, um, and then JD they ended up making it twenty seven right. anyway. So his putt was irrelevant that he missed, but it was so close down to the end. And like you said, for Tiger but, and his kid to almost win it, and in the dailies, they're incredible firepower. Yeah, between the two of them. Yeah. So it's just I, I don't know. I, I just think uh, there's big things, but in general, the tournament in general. I think that this is a model that we can see more of and, and we're craving more of in golf. Mm-hmm. The feedback that I saw on social media and everywhere else and even our own personal feedback, us talking about it, was that we want more of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. mentioned you were talking about how your daughter, who, who doesn't watch a whole lot of golf with you, right. was, was glued to it. She was glued. She came coming home, you know, came running home from swim class, was like, did Tar- Charlie and Tiger tee off yet? Like, yeah. I thought that was great. And yeah. they sat and watched four hours of golf straight. Wow. Yeah. You know? My daughter, who never watches these tournaments, when he was sitting down watching it, and and I was talk, I was fine. I was talking about it more with my father, and it was just like it, it just like that that family element, and it it's it, I think it was just great to see. Um, what was great with my kids is they I told them that John Daly was in fact Santa Claus, and I said, guys, Santa Claus is in this event. You know, you might as want to stick in. Yeah. and I think he wore it. Didn't he wear a Santa Claus outfit? He wore to it dinner? to the dinner. Zach, do we got a picture there? There it is, it is. right there. Him and Faldo. You got a beard like that, how are you not going to yeah, wear it? you look it? like that, you are Santa. Well, no even what. with the red getup that they were wearing on Sunday, you mm-hmm. know, the Arkansas pants and stuff right. like that, I, my, my daughter is like, who's that? I'm like, that's Santa. Yeah, that's, that's, you got to say it. <laughs> you you know what I mean? Like, that's Santa. it. So now she's like, who do I root for? You yeah, know? right. But, um, but yeah, it, it was it was just a, a wild one. And, and like I said, we'll talk about more in a second because there's a lot to come with, those, uh, with the dailies. But I think that Tiger... And Charlie are serving as an incredible inspiration and a draw to the game. An example of that was Ian Poulter bringing his son 
Yes. Down. And How now, cool was that? That was cool. They weren't even competing, and he brought his son down because he said his son looks up to Charlie. So it's like where we talk about how, and I don't want to put too much weight on Charlie yet. I'd love to see him just have some time to develop on his own. Mm-hmm. I don't. You don't. You don't want to put that kind of pressure on him. But you think about how Tiger brought an entire generation of golfers into the game. Right. I think that Charlie has every possibility to do the same I with think a, so. a much younger generation and bring them into the game. I mean, you see what right there with Poulter's kid I mean yeah it he, could you it, know here he is he's, his son is looking up to Tiger's son I think that that was that's incredible. pretty wild like like think about how 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 young you know like forget about Tiger dad like I want to meet Charlie right like who Tiger who yeah <laughs> It's wild. It's too old for me, Dad. Right. It's it's wild. They, I I, I next generation. Someone saying like they, I saw somewhere out there someone talking about like the 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 second most fo- like watched or, or interacted with, um, you know, personality circulating around social media is Tiger Woods' son. You right. know, the, the first is Tiger Woods, yep. and it just tells you it's it's something just incredible. And I think it's because Charlie, in a lot of ways, the way he played and the way he carried himself, he stands on his own. You know what I mean? It's not just saying that just because of the novelty of being Tiger's son that he's getting this attention. I think that people, and myself included, were genuinely impressed with the way he played and the way he carried himself. You know, he was in the top 10 shots from the tournament, that par three that he stuck. Right. Yeah, 178 yards. He was three of the 10 of them, by the way. <laughs> three, three, three of the of 10. 10. And, and that's not just, again, that's not just because of the novelty. That is because of his performance and the way he plays. So let me just ask you, young 12-year-old Charlie, is it swagger or is he a little cocky? That's a great question. Like what is it? And, and my father and I were debating this. And I and I was saying, like, I, I don't know. It's a fine line because don't forget, Tiger, you could have said the same thing about. And 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 Tiger's confidence and Tiger's, the his demeanor served as an intimidation to a lot of people that he played throughout his career and gave him an edge. Yeah, true. I, I, I think there's a certain degree of some of that that's excusable inside the lines. You know what I mean? When you're out there competing. Yeah. I think when you carry cockiness and stuff like that off the course mm. and in, into your life and your interactions with people, that's a little bit different. That's different. Yeah, that's good I point. don't have a problem with athletes turning it on when they're out there. For sure. For sure. I it's mean, it's gamesmanship, it's showmanship. And what you I want to like, watch it. Yeah. I don't know. It I might know, put some people off. I get it, but it might. It might. And I, I recall there was one part where, like, I believe, like, Tiger's girlfriend and daughter, like, we're calling him out like from the card they're like did you see him because he he hit a shot and as soon as he hit the shot he, charlie picked up the tee and started walking towards the hole yeah yeah yeah. before the ball landed yeah on a part three or how about him walking his father's putt in that was the I that was, was great dying. Too. i was laughing so hard that was i mean okay i get it i mean what do you guys think classify is it cocky or not yeah i mean is it cocky or is it confidence which is it? Yeah. Drop a comment below and let us know what But you I think. also noticed with Tiger, like there isn't much of like like smiling and excitement when Charlie does something great. It almost seems like it's expected. Like he mm. she drops a putt, like he may give him like a little hug. But like for me, like my daughter, I take her and she chips one. If she gets even up in the air and onto the green, I'm like, yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like like it's just like very well, it's all that, business. I'm sure that there are a lot of it is, but like I said, it's between the you know, in between the lines, you know, when you're inside those ropes, of course. I think Tiger is all business. And I think the moment that stopped and we all saw it is like a genuine emotional moment when the last putt drops and the hug that they give each other. That's it. I think that Tiger is teaching his son and I don't think Tiger could avoid teaching it because I think that he that is who he is. When he 
is in competition, that is it. It's not. It's yeah. not time for that. I mean, you're the fist. Pumps I never thought of like that. that but, yeah, maybe he says to him, "When we're in those ropes, you turn it off. Like you just tune it all out." Well, he Focus. did. He had the big quote this week. The one he talked about was saying how his father had taught him whether you're taking a shot in front of zero people or a million people, it's still the same shot. It's still a golf shot that you need to execute. That's his level of focus yeah, out there. That's insane. And I think he's teaching his son. And I think ultimately it, it's going to be something that helps give his son the edge is learning, learning from Tiger in that way. Definitely. Totally agree. And at the risk of this becoming the Tiger Woods show, one last thing we'll say before we move on is talk about this uh, Tiger's career earnings. Yeah. Did, did you, you see, see this? Yeah, I saw so this. $120 million. Now, remember, this is just on course, right? on course earnings. This is not endorsements. This is why Tiger's made over a billion dollars and all the other things. But if you break that down, over $1,200 per shot in his <laughs> career, every time he has touched the golf ball with a golf club he's effectively made himself twelve hundred dollars yeah yeah golf shots usually cost me money <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine that's great hundred and twelve hundred dollars a shot in his career twelve hundred dollars that's the breakdown i like those graphics yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things it's just some seems like it's almost untouchable to 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 get to that level of earnings but who knows i mean maybe it's a it is a record that can be broken one day just at the nature of the fact that tour earnings just keep going up that's and true up. um that's so. true who knows? Um, all right, so moving on, we want to talk about, of course, about the the dailies too. We talked about you know John being dressed up as Santa, but um, I was just genuinely impressed with with little John, uh, who, by the way, I heard this on the uh, I was listening to the audio broadcast of some of it, and they were chatting about how he he doesn't want he to doesn't be referred like to as little anymore. John anymore. It's John Ju- John Junior. John Junior. John Daly Junior. Right, and and they they were joking and speculating, saying, yeah, he's in college now. I doubt he wants to be going to some of these parties. Right. You know, meeting some girls. He doesn't want to be known as Little John little anymore. John. Right. So, but uh, and and you, you almost you can't call him Little John. He's, he's becoming quite a, quite a big kid Dude, himself. I mean, he's as tall as his his father. He's got an incredible swing. He's incredible. Plays swing. well. Just incredible, like game face. You know, he's dialed in. Like I love his like his talk about consistency. We see the guys on tour when they do routines. It's always the same. Yeah. Same with this kid. You see him just like pull his shirt sleeves up with every putt. Just like those little things we pick yeah. up on. It's mm-hmm. it's they're so routine. Even at the young age. I mean, he's not that young anymore. He's in college. But you know what, dude? I we got to get him on the show. Zach, can we get Little John on the show? I can get. John Let's get Junior on the show. That's dumb. Sorry, sorry, I can't call him that. <laughs> yeah, he'd be Let's off the show. John in a second Junior on the little. show. I would love to pick his brain if we were fortunate enough to get him on here. Talk about you know because I'll be honest with you, college golf is not easy, no, and he's probably you know he's not the best one there. And as good as we saw him, he just won that event with his father. He he's probably not even close to being one of the best even at that school. Which he has a long road ahead of him, but I think he's got a, a great road ahead of him. I don't know. I arguably, I think he could be one of the best guys on on the Arkansas team. I mean, yeah. this kid's a good, he's, he's, a, he's yeah. a player, and I, I think he's where he differs from his father is where you think of of you know John Daly as being like the example, the epitome of just kind of like chill out there and mm-hmm. just kind of like whatever happens happens. You know what I mean? Right. Not oh, certainly not overly calculating. I, in fact, the opposite, just like grip it and rip it, you know, type of thing. Um, is there a Mrs. Daly in the picture? No, not that we know about. I don't remember the divorce if he's still situation married or, or divorced. Honestly, yep. I don't know enough about that. His personal history, mm-hmm. there, but, but uh, he, John Junior, uh, it seems to be so many ways the opposite. He seems very um, steadfast. He seems very calculated out there. He right. seems very focused. Um, in that way, his approach to the game definitely. Looks and feels different than his father's, but yet still picking up a lot of the traits his father has of being one of the 
best ever played right. game. And I, I don't like John's has John Senior has this this path of you know we saw him smoking a cigarette in the middle of the fairway. I know. He's had that history of just you know drinking and partying and. I don't know. Maybe little John won't even go that route. I don't think he will. He seems I, like I a think, different, cleaner cut kid. I, I think so. And I think um, John Daly has kind of become like kind of a crowd favorite for a lot of those things of being kind of like uh, definitely outside the norm of what you would think yeah. of a professional athlete. Um, but I don't think his John Jr. wants to just be the next John Daly, like right. a carbon copy. I think he wants to develop. Maybe be the next own. Justin Thomas, like someone who's. Right, yeah. exactly. And, and just, I think, truthfully, John Daly is is it's it's a kind of a dying breed on tour, mm-hmm. and it's also something that I don't I don't think that many people could pull off what he's pulled off. Right to have that lifestyle and still be able to compete, the the tour is going a completely different direction. We're seeing talk about like Justin Thomas and guys like that. We're seeing them fo- so focused on health and optimal performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think John Daly is an outlier that he's been able to do what he's been able to do for as long as he has and basically abuse it. his body. Abuse it. The way he's done that. And he's fighting cancer. Not everybody's lucky. And, and uh, yeah, he's he's doing an incredible job even with that, with, with the fighting the cancer, and he's got a very positive attitude. But uh, I don't think many people could do his regiment of no. drinking and smoking and keep up out there. I don't know how drinking, he does smoking it. Taco Bell and go out there and go low. Yeah, there's no way. There's just no way. <laughs> before we um, before we go on to the next segment, uh, I just want to say I told you guys so. Mm. You did. Last, you last, week, JD last yes. week, you guys were talking all about Charlie and about how good Charlie was going to be at the PNC. But I said, no, you got to wait. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we saw John it. Jr., man. He's gonna we be, saw it, and, and we got gamer. a glimpse of it in 2020 with him at the father son. He was a younger JD too. Tune in next week. We'll have Zach's picks. Yeah, <laughs> all, all yeah. you DFS guys. Yeah, you'll be on the edge of your picks. on the edge of your seats because Zach is going to pick the winner every single week. Yeah, for but sure. But no, you were right. You said it. Got to give credit where credits due. Um, other things, other big stories. Um, this one I absolutely loved. So, so Nelly uh, Corda, uh, this clip comes out of her. She had never met Tiger in person, and she had said stories about how when Tiger's playing, she's glued to the TV. And literally, this is not—you could tell this is not acting. She was like all of us. Like, like I literally have never seen anything more relatable in her nervousness to approach Tiger to get a picture with him. Mm -hmm. She looked like every other fan on earth, and here's a girl who's played lights out. She's the number one female golfer in the world, gold medalist in the Olympics, and she's nervous to to take a a picture with Tiger. the power of Tiger. If that doesn't tell you the power of Tiger was, nothing does. And what's even more powerful is that she did say in an interview. She's like giddy when she walks away that she got a picture with him. She did say in an interview that she actually met him the night before at the dinner that wasn't the first meeting and she was still nervous for the picture oh wow you know what i mean and that that brings me back to my epic moment of shaking tiger woods hand at ridgewood country club i had to follow him for six holes and pretend like i was media uh i told them i was a part of the new york times doing a story because <laughs> the other guys were there doing that so i'm like guys i'm with you today anyway i could say that now that i got away with it um but hey i got to shake tiger's hand and, and, and we never got credentialed you know, again sorry <laughs> Hey, listen, shoot your shot. I don't think anybody's going to blame shoot you. It. You know, I put that thing all over the internet anyway at this point. But uh, hey, it was a great experience, and I definitely feel what Nelly felt. But I, I had to go back and think, like, wow, someone of her caliber never meeting Tiger. But it does make sense. He's been kind of hidden for a year. She only kind of rose to this stardom over the last yeah. like, 12 months. Yep. So yeah, definitely possible. And I'll tell you another thing. I'm, I'm, it's like kind of a side topic to it, but I am digging this kind of mixed format in a lot of ways of mixing in some of the, the female uh, players into some of these 
this is a champions tour, but PGA tour events like we saw with Lexi a week ago. Yeah. And now Nelly, yeah. I think that they, I think it's their game clearly can hold up to that standard. There's mm. no doubt about it. And I think it adds a cool dynamic to it. And it was, it was great watching Nelly play with her father who, how this slipped my mind. I never realized, I never put two and two together that. It, Why her, would we, right? Her, I mean, like we didn't know. Right. Her father's a major tennis champion. Yeah. He won the Australian open. Uh, talk about like having some athletic jeans in there seriously uh incredible and he and he turned out he's a pretty darn good golfer yeah. himself he made he some held his own out great there shots out there uh, -huh. uh so that was cool the other thing cool was seeing gary player how about that still hanging in at age uh, 86 and they finished old. pretty high up there on the leaderboard they did and it was so cool to see gary uh, he's still doing like the high kicks he sunk a putt yeah. and he's doing the high yep. kicks everyone likes to see that 86 um i think it's just Sh at 86 shows you the power of fitness it does and right. we had we had gary on the podcast um going back probably two three years no. Ago. Six. Six he years ago, 80. God time flies. It was his 80th birthday. We had him on at 80. <laughs> wow. Yep. Uh, and, and just him telling the stories of how fitness is not like something that he's picked up later in life. It was his, it's been his life in pursuit, you yeah. know? And he talked about the challenges to it uh, at his age when, you know, we're talking 60 years ago when it, there wasn't as much access. Yeah. And he talks about just even the difference of going back and forth from South Africa and having it being like a 22-hour flight. Doing push-ups on the doing plane. push-ups in, yeah, in the aisle of the plane. So it's just incredible what, what to see what he did. Um, and then, of course, the the Sinks, the yeah, Thomas family. How about the Sink family? R R his, his son, Reagan, I think his name is. He's, a, he's his caddy. Yeah. Uh, great golf family, great golf swings. I thought they were going to have it. And the 59. Thomas, and the Thomas family... Um, on day two, what really got to me was seeing Mike Thomas recover after that tough day of that back injury. Yes. And then coming out, he was making putts and the the, the smile on Justin's face, like, pop, geez, yeah. like, come on, where where was this? Uh, that was super cool to see. That so much you know? was. And I, it's something that I could wholeheartedly relate to and felt every bit of that for him because I was struggling myself with a bad back and I know what it's like to when I saw him not being able to move. You know, I was like yeah. that uh, two years ago. I had a major back incident when we were trying to play some golf and it just like, I just physically couldn't. And you just, you feel for him because you know in that in that spot, it's a time that he wants to perform. He wants to play. Uh, but I was just glad, as you said, to see him bounce back, be able to play on Sunday. They had fun. They were in contention. It was uh, fun. Didn't have to withdraw from the tournament. So right. again, so many great it, family stories. It that goes came to out show you the 2022's events going to be kind of anticipated now. Like it's something like maybe we can't wait to watch. Yeah, it's gaining more and more traction as the years go on, and maybe you'll see the field expand. Yeah, I, I think it's you all know. of these type of like alternate type of events, like the match that they have yeah. every year and stuff like that, and just finding new ways to do it. And the PNC Championship, I think, is going to sit right in there. It's going to sit with it. Um, yeah. So that was really great. Can we go next year? Yeah. I mean, why not? I'd love to. You see it's that right course? in Orlando. That would be so much fun. That resort looks amazing. Is yeah. that the Four Seasons or the Waldorf? Ritz Carlton. Ritz Carlton. Ritz. It's one yeah, of those big shot ones. I Who, love you it. You know who's there a lot is um, uh, Coach Rusty. He does almost all his content. Oh there. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he's, right. He's right that. there. You know, if you see his trick shots, a lot of them you see that same building. That same. Yeah. He, he does a lot of his stuff there. Um, it's, it's a great spot, and it's great to to get down there that time of year. We definitely. Um, but speaking of Florida, right, just speaking of playing golf down in Florida, made me think of Rob LeBritz. Rob LeBritz, in fact, if you guys missed it, we talked a lot about it. Rob last week uh, punched his cute. Uh, his tour card for the Champions Tour. Yeah. Local guy. Great story. Probably one of the best feel-good stories of the year. There he is right there on the screen. Rob is going to be on the show next week. Yes. So if you haven't already subscribed, do us a favor, subscribe. You're going to want to listen to this episode because here's a guy, 30-year club pro. He 
brought his dream to reality and he made the Champions Tour. And I can't uh, wait to talk to him. I'm looking forward to breaking it. that down because, like I said, I think we can all learn something from his dedication and his focus. Yeah, he just laser focus on on a goal of of making it onto tour. Because uh, usually these these Champions Tour guys are coming from the PGA Tour. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're just they're, they're trans- they're not coming from the clubhouse back Here's at the country club. There's a guy who's a club, club <laughs> right. pro for 30 years. But, you know, he always, always hung in there. He participated in some events. And you hear he's kind of like locally kind of known. If you talk amongst some of the good golfers in the area, they all know him. They've played against him in some spots. And they all say, yeah, he's got the game. He's got the game. He's but a it, stick. It really, guy. He's a stick. <laughs> Absolute but stick. But it takes, it takes that extra work to be able to get there. And he's one who's, who's never yeah. been afraid of it. You know, we talk about Tiger being the best and, and being one of the hardest worker, if not the hardest worker, it just shows like this is a game. You got to be a worker. You got to be a worker. Make. And I'm going to ask him about the prep that went into it. And I also want to ask him about what happens next. You know, here you got your card. It's like, what now? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. what, what events do you play in? Which ones yeah, do you, do you know? get the pick? Right. Like, how does do you it just work? Just go on the road now. He's a, here's a guy who's also he's established. He's got a family. He's got a family. He's got kids. He's, he's got, got students. Some, he has a. I mean, how does yeah. it work? How does but it work? Always, I've always heard him say that the family's very supportive of it. So we'll yeah. see where it goes from it. Cool. We got, we got to see if he needs a film crew. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to follow uh, uh, him around one day just to see the prep. What goes into it? It's uh, a lot of grind. A lot of it. It's Maybe we can meet up with our boy Freddie. Yeah, one day. All that's right. our goal to get Freddie on the show. That's a, that's our our pitch, our yep. soft pitch. All our right, let, pitch. let's uh, <laughs> let's run through these this golf.com top one hundred that just came out. Yeah, about this was a day or two ago. So, saw this in golf.com magazine in a waiting room uh, the other day, and I thought it was interesting because I said, "Hey, let me just take a look at this list." Yeah, it comes out every year. I was like, "Where are we at?" And of course, right on top, Pine Valley. Absolutely no surprise at the top, Pine Valley. But there's plenty of surprises below. There's it. plenty of surprises. Now, here's the interesting: in the top five, you know, three of them are actually drivable from HQ. We've got. We've got Pine Valley at one, and then we got four and five being out in Long Island, with Shinnecock being yeah. four and National mm-hmm. being number five. But how about this? Augusta National under Oakmont. Oakmont yes. being eight, Augusta at nine. At nine. Very interesting. I'm used to seeing it going like one, two of Pine Valley number one and, and Augusta, Augusta number two. But it all depends on how they do the rankings. I think it, there's two types of rankings. If you want to go from like a purest course design, you know, and, and this is something we've we've had the good fortune of unfortunately not the good fortune of playing them, but mm-hmm. the good fortune of playing with people who've played at places like Pine Valley and Augusta. And I find that the purists, when they come down to just saying from a from a, a standpoint of, of layout and challenge, they just keep going to Pine Valley. It just seems like it'd be the epitome of golf architecture. Um, but if you're ruling in experience, I mean, it's just Augusta, the, the history, the things that have happened there the the footsteps that have walked through that place yeah. um just the the baked in memories of of the biggest things that happen in, in the world of golf are there and i think that's just it weighs in heavily for me so i, I think there's two types of lists there's the list of saying like from a nerding out on on golf architecture versus yeah, like point. as just being a golfer and just being like where you want to be an experience yeah i mean that's a good way to look at it and and uh, that doesn't show it here on the website but in the magazine it had a clean like columns and they had a rating out of 100 and only the top two courses on this list were ranked over 90 mm. cypress net number two which is a course i know you want to play so badly. badly so bad that was ranked at 93 pine valley was 97 out of 100 in their ranking. However their rankings go, get this, old course was 89. Really? I think what they do, if, if I remember, I'm not mixing up my my media sources here, I think that they have all of their writers vote and maybe even some some outsiders vote on it. 
and they have different voting categories and that's how they get there. But I don't know, but talk about Cypress Point. I mean, I would I would play Cypress Point over Pebble Beach. Yeah. I, I I've the the things I've seen, the things I've heard, mm-hmm. and the what really locked it in for me. I remember when we were playing with Zach Radford. And he had the opportunity to play there. He's like, boys, that is it. Yeah. He's like, it's That's inexplainable. Right. You need to be out there. When you're out on Cypress Point, it's just a totally different world. It's like, it's like heaven. He he's like, he said it was the best experience he had had, at least to that date. That's going back about two years ago when we played with him last. But he said that was the spot. And and it's incredible. I, Let me just look at it. I mean, you know, we think Pebble out there, but we'd ever we kind of overlook Cypress. And that's the thing; it sh- it shouldn't get over. It doesn't get the same much visibility as Pebble, right. but incredible. But yeah, number three, the old course. Uh, we've had the opportunity to play there. That was built. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the old course. I mean, this that's where you get the combination of of, of history, but also incredible challenge and, and deceiving, sneaky challenge because nothing looks incredibly difficult. It's that there's so many hidden bunkers that once you're in them, you're you, done. You know, scroll down to the description of the old course. Read the first sentence: "The birthplace of golf." Uh, features blind bunkers, huge double greens, quirks such as the road hole and hell's bunker. Like, it's got it all right there with yeah. wind. <laughs> and well, that's just it. Like the things that we, I never thought would beat us up that day. I was worried about weather and stuff like that, yeah. but it was those bunkers. You need to play that course. That's how Tiger won there. Tiger, Tiger won by avoiding all the bunkers. Mm-hmm. You know, playing smart shots and avoiding bunkers. Bunkers will will immediately add many strokes to any hole. Yeah. And then these huge, vast. You play it on video games. You never get the scale of it until you're there. Greens that are the size of football field. Yeah. With undulations that would just drive you still mad. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where you start to see like, wow. Like you, you, some of them, like the, I remember the short part four. You drive the green. You're like, great, but you're still in a different time zone. Uh, yeah, for sure. Sure. So that's why. But if you do get to play a play in the summer and go play it late in the afternoon like we did, we played it at 6 p.m. tee off and we played all 18 holes. It was yeah, awesome. That was one thing that's great about that time of year in Scotland. It was It's light until 11, 11 p.m. Yeah. You know, we're coming off that course. It's at 10.30 and we're still doing well. By the but, way, I just checked on this list. They give their writers, their panelists, 489 courses and then they separate them into these 11 buckets or different groupings based yeah. on different things. So it's their writers and their panelists. Correct. Yep. Yep. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but so if it was a popularity contest amongst golfers, yeah, I think that's where you'd get Augusta at number one because everybody wants to play it. Everyone that's wants to popularity. It. And I'll put it out there right now. If you're listening to the show, if you are a member of any of these and you just so happen to want to bring us out as a member or guest for a day and we could film it, let us know. I got to put it out there. Maybe we'll get lucky enough to get the As you said, shoot your shot. This is the shoot your shot episode. (laughs) Shoot your shot episode. Brought to you by Mike shooting his shot. Thanks, thanks. Uh, And Oakmont, we said, was was it number eight above? Oakmont is one of the courses I want to put on the channel. Bad. Uh, 100%. Bad. Um, Mirrorfield. There's just so many. It shows you how much great golf there is. And it shows you how much great golf there is around us. We saw Baltus Roll, right? That's one of our favorites. We're playing it next year. That was just added to the list. It's at 57 after the re- renovation. So what I'm not seeing though, as I'm scrolling through is where's my Kiwa. favorite? Where's I'm telling you it's course? deep, dude. It's uh, deep, deep. You're going to be nurse. Number two is number 17 though. We played that this year. You're going to be upset when you find Kiwa. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah, I, like I, I, I think it's write a letter to the guys at golf.com. You're, you're not going to find it. I'm sick. telling you, you're not going to find it. This is Look, sick. it's low. Tara Lee. What did that Tara one? That, I remember. Uh, yeah, that was when Eric Anders Lang did, did a video there. That's an incredible and exclusive golf. Bally Bunyan. Wingfoot West is better than Kiwa. Look at this, Riviera, twenty seven. I mean, not, not take anything away. Pacific Dunes. No, definitely don't want to take courses. anything away from these. These courses are all but, amazing. Um, Sunnydale, yeah. old course. This is just dude. Exciting. You haven't even gotten to it yet. No, you, we're at number thirty three. Royal St. I think I think Kiowa is not even in the top fifty. I'm telling you. I think I told you. No, no. Look at him. Look at him. he's getting upset. Now I'm just getting upset. Somebody, Zach, get a box of tissues. Bring them over here. 
with Carnoos. Oh we're in the forties. We've, we've got my local uh, pitching pot. Look on at Brookline. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, look, Brookline at forty, which I hope to get to this year for the U.S. Open. Somerset has, Hills, I played. This course, that's has right. A windmill in and clowns, and it's above. Windmill and clowns is at forty. Cabot Cliffs. I know that's Cabot Cliffs. Look, look, forty. Did it? Did it break fifty? I think we we can be taking up this whole episode of scrolling without ever. No, I don't. I don't see. It. I think it's fifty one. We got there is fifty one. Fifty one. Go to fifty one. Fifty is Swinley Forest. It's not even Cape is, Kidnappers. Yeah. Sorry, that Frank. That page Bitt black is fifty two though. Yeah. You have a bone to pick there too. That Baltus roll is coming up at fifty. There it is. No. No. It looked like we're Kila. not going to find it. It's not even on this list. Here's Baltus roll lower is fifty seven. It's on the list. I did see it, but it's deep. There it is. Kiwa. Ocean it. You're course drunk. number sixty. 60. You're, You're drunk. drunk. <laughs> Go home. Go home. Sixty. I think there's yeah, there's something wrong there. Sixty guys, do you agree? Those Come guys on. haven't played, especially those of you who have played it. Yeah, we're just gonna have to make our own list. We're gonna do our own list. Yep. The Golf City Top 100. We're gonna have the three of us and a bunch of buckets. Get ready. Yep. We're gonna figure this out. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it takes. Just cut there. Let's yeah, go. that's it. Done. All right. Anyway, All right. another thing that I just want to show the cool, cool little thing that was going around social was this golf table. Did you see this guy that made? I, I've been seeing more and more of these guys make these custom tables. Super where they cool. Pour the I like. Resin. I like doing this stuff too. And I love I'm the not time lapse. But, I mean, how cool? We should have this as our podcast table. This could table. be our... Look at this Can we thing. get this guy to make us a podcast table? I love it. The I only thing like he was... The, yeah, the yeah he was Wilson. catching a lot of hate for the Wilson ball he went, and, and the bottle caps. But I get that's it. He's he trying he to go might, with a vibe. I get it. He might not be a gamer. But uh, it's still... It's so would cool. Would you have done bottle caps? I would have did T-markers just saying I'm a golfer. I would have done a Pro V1 and, and the T-markers from like those cool ones who got the cradle. Yeah. Maybe we just have to rebuild one. I, I think an awesome one would be a table made Score out of all cards. the pencils. Pencils. The pencils. Because I've got a little, I'm not a big collector, but I've got a little pencil collection going on. Yeah. Even by mistake. Yeah, Like of this is they like I stay. empty out my bag and all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, right. this is pretty cool. A uh, Kiwa. Uh, I think that's a great course, table idea. Kings Barn. Even if you didn't have enough and like on the one side was pencils, other side was pencils, the middle you had like scorecards under yeah. the glass. With some, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's something you could sit around. You, it's all talking points. You can look all at them and points. remember them. Hey, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. All my divots. Can I do a divot table? Yeah, that'd be yeah, epic. sure. Let's just start saving your divots. We can, we can make. Forget a table. We can make a whole room. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that was that was cool. And then another cool thing that uh, we just just did was our Stadium yeah. Links experience. Dropped um, today, in fact, on the main channel. Yes. So if you haven't checked that out over on the main Golfacy channel, this clip came out of it that just kind of blew up. This clip, by the way, about eight million views total viral and by the way full disclosure we and a lot of the comments can be we're not intentionally trying to hit these people if you this, this is going to give you more of a reason to go watch our stadium links video they were standing on the targets where at least 30 people are hitting at right just cleaning up balls fully knowing that these people are hitting golf balls on and, the and a lot of people misunderstood they just thought that it was like a driving range like hit a different target but what it is and you'll right. see the video each tee box has a unique specific target and there's a whole scoring system i won't you know tell you it all here because you gotta watch the video it's yeah. pretty incredible I mean, we're not horrible people right yeah. but these guys were out there the whole time because you gotta talk about in the in the tens of hundreds of thousands of golf balls that were going out there from people hitting yeah. at all these tee boxes they need to clean them and rebag them for the next them. tee times yeah but honestly they could have given some of these guys a helmet one guy wore like a helmet you wear like mma like a boxing helmet like yeah. the padded one nothing else though nothing on his shoulders or his body but i didn't understand anyway why the manual pushing it around like just get, get a golf cart a golf cart and attach a pusher to it i and wonder the guy if the, the golf cart would totally tear up the outfield i don't see why it would i don't see why it would i mean i know you you guys let us know i mean <laughs> a are you taking this job and if so how much <laughs> and, 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 and tearing up the outfield what more than than literally a hundred thousand pitch marks 
That's true. Because you're hitting just wedge shots. That's right. Every day, hundreds of thousands right. of wedges. This is all winter coming. Yeah, to, to I don't know. Up. I don't know. But anyway, that's his little sidetrack. But the video is fun. Go check the video out. It's a out. unique experience. Um, and it's then different. If, it's yes, not regular golf, it. you know. And what I want to know, and I'm very curious, if you when you go to watch that video, put a comment in that video and let us know if it's worth it, if yes. you would do it. I'm curious if you would do it. I personally... I think it's a one and done, but you tell me, go watch it. Check well, it out. they certainly didn't have trouble selling tickets because we had to hop on them to get the tickets. We paid for tickets to play out. and it was packed and, and, but it's, it is a hundred dollars a man and you'll see in the video, but you get 18 balls. You get it's nine shots. holes, two shots per hole. So you do the math. It's expensive per swing. Yeah. That's the reality. But I don't around. think of it as that way as a traditional you know apples to apples comparison to a tea time it's a unique it's yeah. own kind of experience <laughs> we had some fun with it we got some funny fun videos we did out of it and you're gonna want to see how deathly afraid we were to swim Dude, yeah you, you want to see us be scared go watch it These talk guys. about stiff. we couldn't even turn These our guys. back legs Zach talks a big game, but he wasn't there. Tack, so, Jack talks we'll a huge game. We'll game. see. We'll put him on a cliff somewhere and let him swing. Same guy who happens. same guy who thrives in skiing, but he was freezing in Vermont in September. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, all right, let's do this. Let's do a quick word from our sponsors, and then I want to jump into this week's instruction where we're going to talk about how to hit that low Love punch this shot. low punch shot. You do. You it's play helpful. it often. Yep. Well, you talk about Mike, get out of jail, Mike. Get out of jail free. Stinger shot, Mike. That's it. All right, let's do a quick word from our sponsors, and then we'll hop right into it. All right, guys, we've got only two days left until Christmas, but you still have time to get the perfect golfers gift. store still open the store are still open and what we're talking about is the new titleist pro v1 pro v1 x pro v1 left dash and avx not only are they the best balls in the game but they're also the best gift in the game there is no golfer on earth who's going to be disappointed to have a dozen wrapped titleist golf balls in their stocking yeah. on their desk you've got a you've got a uh, a boss who loves golf this is the one to do it and any golfer would be thrilled to unwrap them it's the and and <clears throat> These golf balls, they're not just the any golf balls. Golfers know they're the very best. They're the most trusted in the world, and they deliver performance that they need to shoot their lowest score. So what makes the number one ball in golf the number one gift in golf, too? It's all of those factors. It is. We've been playing it for years. We, I play the Pro V1. You play the Pro V1 X. Uh, they're just absolutely amazing performance out of a golf ball and like i said it is going to number one gift in golf this yeah. year so you I'm, I'm telling you guys you last minute shoppers head out to the store pick up a dozen today you will be making someone happy and you won't look like you were lazy this year that's no, for sure no, you'll no. be the most thoughtful guy it'll save you there that's for it'll sure it'll save you and so, big yeah and big thanks to FootJoy. um you know the cold is coming like we got punched in the face yesterday and today with some cold over we here. did we got blessed it came last out of friday. nowhere we played golf nowhere. we were almost stripping down to to short sleeves on the golf course last friday but the cold is here and hey we're going to continue to make every day playable like check it out what i'm wearing right now i love this hoodie this is the hybrid hoodie they logoed it up nice here um but super warm super comfortable and it's you know easy to go out and play golf easy to swing yeah. in you know for a for a warmer more mild day like 40 degrees but if you're out there it's about 20 degrees there's the, that phase one base layer that thermo uh thermal long Long sleeve that I love that they make, plus their hydro tour jacket, which is completely waterproof. And I love the mobility. You could swing with it. I always talk about it, but it is important because no one wants to wear like the big North Face jackets while they're out right. there. Of course, you, you couldn't swing. You can't swing at all. So yeah. FootJoy actually has the technology. They they're smart there. They they don't just create random apparel. They have smart apparel that helps us be better golfers from the shoes all the way up uh, to these 
layers that I'm wearing here. So great outerwear layers and even the accessories, the Stay Soft Winter Gloves. They have their full zip hybrid jacket, that pom-pom knit hat, which I love. This is the stuff you could just throw in your bag and there's plenty more that they offer. Just go to footjoy.com and take a look at all of their stuff for the cold weather and be sure to make everyday playable. And speaking of which, in just a few weeks, we'll have our 2022 What's in the Bags out and we run through a lot of that type That's of stuff. That's right. Because it's what keeps us out on the golf course. Yeah. I, I truly am a believer that with just a little bit well thought out layering, you can play in anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to book us a tee time for early January. As long as there's no snow, I don't, I don't, as long I don't look no at the number. Ground, we, play. we don't look at the number. No, okay. we play. We play. Okay. All right, let's uh, jump back into this week's episode. We're going to talk about that low punch shot. All right, guys, here's a simple reality. I mean, the game would be a lot easier if you could get around just playing one type of shot. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where some of us kind of... Um, fall flat when it comes to why do we feel like we're so good on the range and, and not, not on the golf course. And I think it's because largely a lot of us are guilty and I, I can put myself in this category. A lot of us are guilty of going to the range. Maybe we're working on some of their swing, but we're kind of hitting the same shot. You know, mm. we're hitting a full swing shot off of a flat lie, right? And we're just hitting that over. And the reality is golf is not played that way. You know, and the best golfers, even the best golfers are not hitting only tee shots and fairways all day. So they're, they're having to adapt to different scenarios, and that's the, the fun and the challenge of the game. We talked earlier about these top 100 golf courses, and you look at them, what makes them that? The challenge mm-hmm. is what makes them that right. way. You know, anything from the number one Pine Valley with all that sand and the stuff that you have to navigate to, to you know, Cypress, uh, where, where you have like trees and things like that that you need wind to work water. your way yeah. on, wind mm-hmm. and water. So when you start to cross that threshold into just really becoming the golfer that you want to be a large part of that is learning different types of shots. And these are the type of shots that ultimately become stroke savers because otherwise you get yourself in a position and you don't have the shot or you try to put a square peg into a round hole by playing a shot that doesn't make sense there. You can quickly, that number on the scorecard can go up really quickly. Oh, easily. Yeah. Fast. Yeah. So one of the ones to, to know and to learn is, is this low punch shot. And there's, and as we talk about, whenever we talk about different instructional stuff here, there's two factors of it. One is, is breaking down and understanding the basic fundamentals of how it's played. But, just understanding that only takes you so far. The next thing is getting out there and playing it and practicing it. Yeah, You know, I think too many of us, we try to put a shot into play that we haven't tried before. And this is certainly a shot we're not practicing on the range. And we should be. We should be, but we're not. We should be. And we're going to talk about a simple way that you can practice it uh, here in in a few moments. But this, like I said, that's what separates. You know, it's funny. I remember talk about good golfers. Zach Radford, who I mentioned earlier, you know, he's the one who you see on Instagram playing these crazy shots under the trees and and all that type of stuff like that. And when I asked him outright where where he learned that, and he said it was just as a kid being fun, having fun and experimenting with like, what can I do? Like, how much can I curve the ball this way? How much can I? And that's what it comes down to is having a little bit of fun with it. And I think that's why at the range we neglect to do it. But if you can switch your mindset and just be like, hey, this would be fun to try to hit this or that. We kind of did it in our own way where we we developed like those challenges where we were trying to hit like that that target we had made. Yeah. Remember out of a garbage can. Right. You know, there's ways mm-hmm. you can have fun with it. You know, you can you can look at some of the pin flags that are maybe 50 yards out on the range and be like, I wonder if I could hit that flag. Yeah, that's a you good know, test. On right. a shot. And just trying to kind of go through it. But then ultimately, as you learn those, um, I guess those different highs and lows and parameters of what you can and can't do with the golf ball, you become more aware of it when you get out on the course. And then you don't, overstretch yourself like we all kind of like could be a little too optimistic like oh i see a window there i can punch it through but having done it before 
you can actually make a smart, wise decision. Can you actually do that? Right. Right. And I think it's just a matter of comfort, like every other shot. Yeah. You and, know? and how do you get comfortable? You do it. Yeah. You practice it. Right. So the reality is that every golfer, when you, you're getting really serious about the game, you really should learn this shot and you should. Learning it does involve practicing it. And the reason I say that is there's a number of different conditions that you're going to be faced out there. One is is windy. Right. Most uh, obvious. We right. saw yep. that, man, firsthand in Scotland. Yep. There was days that you just forget about it. Just give up if you only can hit a high shot because yep. you're at the mercy of the wind. Right, right. And 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 if you were able to execute this shot really well, um, the the ground is so dry there that you can send that ball like 400 Absolutely. yards. Absolutely. Like you can really send the ball further than you've ever have and keep it out of that wind. So it, it can add to your to an, as an advantage. You can really play a ground game and, and mm-hmm. still score well. Yep. Versus if it's terribly windy, you know, I'm just thinking there's only so much you can aim in the other direction of the wind and let the wind bring it back. Right. You At that point, you're at the mercy of the wind more so than you're controlling it. So being able to pl- play a low shot is important. Another one is we encounter this all the time is is just a bad lie um you can have a lie that you could be either in in someone's divot yep. you could be some you know we're not all playing those top 50 courses where every spot you spot your ball lands is 100 percent pure right you know there are sure. spots where you're going to get these dicey lies that are a little bit you know bare of some grass or whatever it may be and it can make it so that it's a little bit less predictable how that ball is going to come out mm-hmm. so being able to 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 play a lower shot, a lower trajectory shot that's not as subject to a, a possible weird launch. You have a little bit more control over well, it. Well, that's what I was going to stop it. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because uh, my question was going to be, to keep it low, it's going to take all of the possibility of it drifting right out of play. Right, so so in the windy conditions, more wind is up up high, yeah, which is going to take that. And thing. the higher it gets into the wind, the more time it's spent. Right, up and then there, at that yeah. point up there, we're not going to know where that thing can go, and it could right. be an absolute disaster. So, but I never think to keep the ball low. You know why? Maybe because it's a lack of confidence thing. You know, your lack of, you're not confident in the shot itself. You know, off a tee, like to, like when, when we see Tiger hit a stinger on, on a, off a tee on on a par, yeah. poor par. It's four, not an like, easy Why shot is he not hitting stinger. a driver? But he's hitting this low ball that because he put it in the spot that he want by doing that shot, and it, you know he uses that to his advantage. And we don't think like that as amateur golfers. Right. We're just like let's get up with this driver and go. But that's just where we can learn from the best. Tiger, you think about his drill where he had the nine boxes. Like think of a tic tac toe board right. in the sky, and he would be able to still hit his target, but start it through any of those boxes. Yeah. He could start it, you know, low left. Mm-hmm. He could start it like mid shot, and he would alter his trajectory. Uh, dramatically and a lot of those t- guys when you see them warming up on the range before a pga tour event it's not that they're like us that they're just kind of like working out their swing issues sure right. you know you have some guys working with training aids but a lot of them are getting used to the conditions of the day the weather conditions and seeing what types of shots and trajectories they can hit yeah they're mm-hmm. seeing what the ball does and like oh maybe i can keep it down a little bit today or play it different ways but keep that in mind a bad lie can be something where just you know, hitting that little bit of a lower punch shot and just focusing instead on controlled, clean contact versus trying to square peg, round hole, play the same shot you normally would can really make a difference. And the other one, we've all been in this shape in one way or another. It's just playing out under some sort of obstacle. You know, yeah, especially the type of courses mm-hmm. we play, you push it right or left of the fairway. Inevitably, there's a tree line that comes into play. Uh, and oftentimes, going just up and over is just not a possibility, especially when you're further out. So here, you 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 can 
definitely save yourself a stroke if you can play that punch. Yeah. I still am a firm believer of play whatever you're very familiar with. If you're in those situations, you're not familiar with the punch and it's just better to just chip it yeah, back into play yep. and take your lump versus trying to play a shot you don't know. But this is, if anything, it should serve as motivation to go out and practice this shot because we're showing the points of the places where you're going to face it. Yeah. I mean, one of the videos we were just kind of, that's in edit right now we're watching is the Crystal Springs video that Zach's working on there. And uh, you had a shot on the second shot of the day where it was a par five and you pushed it left of the fairway you were behind a tree and you're like i'm technically yardage wise i can get home but i just don't have a shot yeah so instead of trying to go low it seemed as if you weren't comfortable with this shot you did the up and over just to chip it out it. you ended up hitting a branch and it like didn't go far for you yeah but that was your route there that's it i i would rather that than try to force a shot that could go very badly it's like it's always kind of like trying to do a risk reward yeah you right. know what i mean like right. sure there's a one percent chance this gets through but there's a 99 percent chance it, it goes in a we totally different direction one percent though right but <laughs> at least thing. i it's do shifting that 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 thought yeah right. uh, you know what i mean it, and sometimes i get it it is super hard pill to swallow when you'd be like i'm basically taking par and definitely taking birdie out of play here uh -huh. by by punching a shot out but think of it the other way instead of thinking of oh man i'm, I'm missing out on a birdie or a par attempt think I'm taking double bogey out of play yeah, here. I'm preventing by, a disaster. Right, by just getting it back to a playable spot. Mm -hmm. So we've made a case for why the punch shot's important. Let's talk a little bit about how to play it. And this is one that kind of surprised me. And as we talk about, guys, if you're new to the show, we are not professional golfers. You've watched us play. You know that. We're not instructors. We're learning the game. So a lot of this, we're, as we're learning it, we're talking about it here. We're testing it out on the golf course, as you said, trying to talk to you guys about some of those moments that we had. This is one, as we were kind of researching and learning this, that, that kind of surprised me, was that when you play this low punch shot, it's actually best to play it in the middle of your stance. I would have thought back. Right. I always think the same thing. The further back, the lower the trajectory it's going to go. And in a lot of ways, that's true. And you can vary your chipping. And we talk mm -hmm. about back foot chipping, stuff like that. However, this is what I hadn't thought of. And one of the big differences, we want this to be a very controlled shot. As you move further back and you come in steeper, you're introducing a lot more spin. Oh, okay. Right. So by putting it in the middle of your stance, you're going to have a little bit of a flatter ball coming out, which will help that ball to stay on that same trajectory. You know, remember backspin is something that can cause it to lift up on you. And yes, right. you can hit some of those, those incredible, like I, a stinger actually has played more forward, forward. with weight forward, yeah. but you know, sometimes it can look kind of cool, but as you get further back there, I understand that how much that delofts the club, but keep in mind, as you come in steeper and steeper, you're introducing more and more spin on that ball. Mm. And you know that, Mike, I mean, you have a steep swing, yeah. you, you generate a ton, a ton of spin, of spin yeah. right? But the, as you do that, that you got to make sure that that spin you're generating is desired and intentional. And in this case, it's a little bit more, you want to come out a little bit flat. Yeah. So try to play yeah, that ball in the middle of the stance and, and go through these couple of check marks as you're practicing this on the on the driving at the driving range as we mentioned I like that that's like a big that. one it keeps it keeps you uh, but it's surprising right yeah it surprised me a little mm -hmm. bit the other one that's i would say not as surprising yeah. is is choking down on the club this makes sense and and keep in mind a, a lot of everything we're doing here it's not just to keep that lower trajectory it's to hit that controlled clean contact and and it's always going to be easier to hit a controlled shot when you choke down a little bit on it so here it's it can be better to take a little bit more club and choke down on it i also like that because of the fact that you're also you're introducing less loft so like, let's say we, you know, instead of, uh, hitting a, uh, uh, a seven iron, maybe, maybe, you know, 
I hit a five iron, take right. a little more club, less loft, and I choke down on it to take some of that heat off of it from a five iron. So choking down just basically takes some of the heat off. It, like, it definitely It won't does. send it as far. It's not That's why we see some it's of these It's going to give you a little bit more control over the club. Okay. And it'll help promote a little bit of a shorter swing. Okay. And I think that, that those type of things are going to help keep that ball. Ah, I see a shorter swing. Right. And, yep. and so you're able to, effectively, you're able to cover the same distance with a less lofted club mm-hmm. than you would, you know, a full swing seven versus a, a, a lower punchy five, you know, effectively travel the same difference. And I think that that is one of the best ways to practice. I've been trying to introduce this in my game a little bit, and we see the best golfers do this, is that we think as a mindset, like this club is for this distance and like, that's it set in stone. Yeah. Right. 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 Whereas they will think in more so of how they can do make different clubs goes that same distance. I think one of the best practice things you can do is take a target, like a one fifty target and try to hit it with as many different clubs as you can. I love that. You know what I mean? Like now you've learned how, sure. That's my, my case. That's my full swing, regular stock eight, eight iron. Mm-hmm. But can I hit it with a seven iron? A little bit lower, take a little bit off of it. Can I hit it with a six iron? You know, that that's where I find that that's something that you can learn. And then all of a sudden now you can adapt to a shot and you don't have to play that. If if you say like, if I hit my regular stock eight, sure, I can get it 150, but also it's going to go, I know it's going to go 120 feet in the air yeah. and there's a lot of wind. Mm-hmm. So can I play it less? So I think that that's smart. You can, you can take distance off by choking down, but try that. Just try again. It's you all about my... experimentation. And if you try those experiments out there, you'd be surprised how much you can learn from it. You got the wheels turning on a, on a possible YouTube video for next year right every every that club challenge. same yardage same challenge yardage, every club challenge i love that yeah because putter too not only <laughs> no, the I'm stuff kidding. we do like it's fun to do but it's right. also it's truly is a learning experience right it makes like, you a better you gotta golfer. stretch your 60 degree 150 yards you have to hit your, oh, your you have to hit your driver 150 yards yeah all right well kind of we've done that in a way with with some of our um our 14 our club 14 challenge club. is it's trying similar to, to 14 yes club. but it just shows you and then here's another example of that 14 club challenge where you're hitting each club at a at a, like a par three you watch the pros do it they're so adept at it yeah because they know how to make it work with different if they clubs. miss they only miss by a little right it's crazy so that's important and then another thing the last kind of point is trying to have some quiet hands mm-hmm. um i think it, we can definitely in these shots we can tend to if we, especially if we have a problem with being a little flippy we can get super flippy and the more you start to flip and move those wrists and a lot of us do that to try to like kind of lift that ball in the air the more you can kind of introduce a a lot of variables things can go along but also you can get that ball up a little bit more I, I really try to focus on having either that flat or the slightly bowed, like we talk about, like Hogan lead wrist. Right. And that flat wrist will help you get that nice, firm, steady, you know, impact, that solid strike that a lot of us are after. And ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Again, we're coming down to just trying to make a nice, solid, predictable, get it in play strike. Yeah. That's what we that's want. That's what we want. We want that. It might not be the most the sexiest shot you can hit it's not the, the you know the biggest crowd pleaser but it keeps your game on track right and Absolutely i think that's the most right. important thing so how do we practice it that's what we go back to and at first i think the first thing to do is just hey being aware of it that you need to practice it yeah that's true i mean you know, without that because we're not normally the rest. thinking of it right right be aware that like this is a shot that i'm going to need to play and i don't want the first time i'm playing it to be out there in those conditions right right uh, familiarity leads to confidence it's yeah, that that's, simple and how do you get familiar you get familiar by practice that's it that's so, it why am i so confident in 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 chipping from off the green because i don't hit a lot of greens and i always find myself off the green. right and why are you so good with that 60 degree your money club it's because you're familiar with it you yeah. hit it you know you've got confidence in you that know position it'll do. a lot yeah. we just recently did a little um 
challenge where we, we again, pushing ourselves out of the comfort zone, we played a three club match where we only had five iron, nine iron putter, mm-hmm. and we had to chip with that nine iron and things like that. And, right. and all of a sudden it's like, we're thrown for a loop because the familiarity is not there. Yeah. Yeah. But as we force ourselves to do it now, all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, I can actually chip with this thing and I've got a new weapon in my arsenal. Right. You start to figure it out. It's yeah. all defining ways to make those 14 clubs, like, like a hundred weapons instead of 14. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. That's a good point. But what you can do, and ideally if you can do this on real turf, it's great. Uh, if not, you know, a mat will work, but I, I, again, simulating some of those bad lies out there, I think it's good to try to try to find a, a real turf range where you can practice this. But one thing you can do to really kind of an easy way to practice this is to uh, uh, pick a target that's kind of like shorter um, than your normal distance and just try to hit some punch shots towards it, you know, working that ball down a little bit. So another, like, let's say it was a, uh, 150 yard shot again rather than just taking your full for me stock eight and just hitting your normal shot to it try to to hit that that 150 distance with some bigger clubs yeah that's right and having them stay a little bit lower so in my case maybe it's a seven iron maybe it's a six iron and again just trying to hit a nice controlled kind of flat you know trajectory and, and and make note of it mentally where that trajectory is and try to visualize it because as you start to learn it you're you're learning the shot but you're also learning your shot pattern and where it goes now you can visualize it you have a visual reference point when you're out on the course is that tree branch actually too low yeah for right. me to get under now i can visually now i'm on the range i know what my shots yeah, are coming out I with this I can, get, yeah. I can get under that and it's not a guesswork yeah and i think that that's what really really helps so you know, take take a break, put the driver down for a little bit next time you're at the range. Pick up the uh, some you know some clubs and some short targets and just try to hit some low trajectory shots at it. It will take time. You're not going to get on your first one. But if you use those tips we talked about, you know, choking down a little bit, putting that ball in the middle of your stance, um, and then just uh, keeping that kind of flat lead wrist, I think you can be successful with it. Uh, yeah, and I keep uh, coming back to this, but I'm a big believer. Make your range sessions a uh, quote-unquote uncomfortable session. Yeah. That's the time you need to go out and just do all the weird things. You want to go hit a couple of good ones to make you feel good at seven iron. Maybe do those right before you head out to your There's tea some time confidence or, wherever, builders, or before you bud. get in the car. It's like the short putt before you hit the tee box, yep. whatever. But get out there and try shots like these because, like you said, when else are you going to practice? Yeah, because most golfers, we can perform in a stress-free environment. But you know what? The golf course is the opposite of that. It is not a stress-free yeah. environment. Mm-hmm. So the more stress and challenge you can introduce into your practice sessions, the more adept you'll be at handling it out on the golf course. Right. So... That's it. So, hey, guys, if you've got any of your own tips you want to add to our discussion today about the punch shot, if there's something that's worked for you, if there's a practice thing, if there's a drill, if there's a training aid that you found that's helped you, let us know about them in the comments. Like we said earlier, if you're not already subscribed to our new YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe over there. We're going to be doing some big things on the channel. But, of course, as always, you can get to everything we talked about on Golficity and in the Golficity app, which we just had a major update for, working on making it even more user-friendly for you guys. So you can get to the show notes by going to golficity.com slash episode 407. Uh, Merry Christmas for all of you yeah, out there Christmas. who celebrate. Enjoy. Yes, Hope you get some good golf gear. On, I guess. Hopefully you get everything that was on your list. We'll see everybody again next week.